I'm Molly, and you're listening to Zetas Lapidus, a Mammoth Club original podcast. What's up, all you martial artists and or homecoming queens? I'm Alan. I'm neither of those things. Oh, okay. And I'm Max. And this is Zetas Lapidus. It is the podcast where we watch every Disney Channel original movie or DCOM in chronological order and then spend way too much time analyzing them. This week, folks, we watched Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. She's both of those things. Yeah, yeah. she is. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah I, whoa. I mean, Max. Yeah. It didn't have it in the title. I'm telling you, I, I, I got problems with it, so <laughs> we'll get there. I can't. I literally, I, I I finished watching the movie, and I was like, I'm just excited to sit down and get the takes, because boy, do I have opinions I'm about this so, movie. Yeah, I, I have a lot of opinions. And, and listen, I'll say, I liked it. But I have a lot of opinions. That is a difference of opinion than I have. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to have a regular old cowbell situation. Yeah. Uh, the description for this film is a California teenager learned that she is the reincarnation of a legendary female warrior destined to protect the world. Hell yeah. Happens all the time. <laughs> Honestly, though, I read this and I was like, "Holy shit! I am to be nailed it!" Like that is y'all ever seen? Y'all ever seen a scroll get unrolled? Failed? Yeah. It just had a picture of Brenda's song on it. Yeah, multiple times now. So many times. It started so wild, and then it just stayed that way. Kind of did. This movie was released on June sixteenth of the year two thousand and six, oh. and I gotta know, have Wait. either of you guys seen this movie? I almost had another birthday movie. You Almost. You're so close. I've gotten one before, right? Got, Correct. I, I don't remember one. the only yeah, the only person who has not is mom. I don't have one. I don't remember what I, other movie it was, but man, I'm one day off of having two. Yeah. I'm so close. So did you guys see this movie as a kid? Nah. No. Boy, do I remember the promos though. I, I think I that I, I don't I don't know what I was aware of on Disney Channel that I saw this get advertised a lot, but I didn't watch it. Yeah, I same. I remember the adverts mm-hmm. for this vividly in my head. The top song of the time, listen guys, this is a banger. It is Hips Don't Lie by Shakira featuring Wyclef John. And that's the damn idea. <laughs> I saw the song so much. You so got much. me head so over you. So much. I said yeah, song because I just think about how much I saw the music video. Yes. Oh, yeah. This was the era of like, I, I had VH1 on all the MTV, time. MTV, oh, yeah. TRL. And like, this dominated. It was a, it was the music bit. Like, this is the one. I mean, I still love me some Shakira. Shakira. Oh, yeah. The top grossing film of the time was Cars. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I, tracks. Oh, yeah. I think that came out on, like, the 15th. Like, mm-hmm. it came out right then, huh? And it just, it, it really accelerated. It zoomed wow. in. Zoomed it, in it zoomed into the number one spot. It yeah. raced, raced right there. <laughs> sure did. Did you guys see Cars in theaters? Yes. Uh, no, I did not. I don't think I did. I was working at the movie theater at this time, so Whoa. I saw You saw everything. everything. <laughs> I, saw, I did see Cars 2 in theaters, weirdly, because I was working at Disney at the time, mm. so I went with a bunch of friends. But I don't think I saw Cars 1 in theaters, mm. which is weird for me, but... It didn't appeal to me in 
not much has changed. <laughs> <laughs> I think Cars had a very specific target audience, and I think they really knocked it out of the park with that audience. So, yeah. like, clear, yeah. I mean, clearly. You guys Cars Land fans, but not Cars fans, because that's how I feel. I, I like the first, the listen, I, I don't, I'm not out here to say it's the best Pixar movie, but I do like the first yeah. one. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I like it's it It's a lot of fun. I do think Cars Land is better than that whole franchise. I, I hate Tomator so much that he brings it down for me, but I do, same. I do enjoy... The first one's fine. I actually like the third one. Like, the third one's mm. not bad. Do you and enjoy his junkyard jamboree? I do. You've heard. You've heard. You yeah. know, I do enjoy Some the questionable junkyard ethics jamboree. of that ride, but I... <laughs> yeah. And the petting yeah. zoo on the exterior? <laughs> yeah. What the yeah. hell is that? But, but like, I'm a, I'm a big Cars Land fan. Oh, heck yeah. For sure. In other news of the time, at the end of this month, at the end of June in the year 2006, the word Google officially became a word in the Oxford English Dictionary. Huh. Interesting. Uh, that, I read that and I went, what? They, I, I, I guess I just assumed it happened before then. But I clearly. wonder, I would be curious how many brands are words in the dictionary. Mm. Because like, is Coca-Cola? Is like, I mean, is it's Kleenex, a good question. Is, it's, it's, what's that word for when a, you use a word to mean all of it, but you actually mean the brand like mm-hmm. Kleenex, not tissue? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about, but I don't know that word. Jacuzzi, hot tub. Yeah, and, and I don't know how it, because, like, Google is a verb, right? Like, I Google Googled it. it. Whereas, like, Kleenex and Coke, I'm always talking about the noun of the thing. Yeah. Like, even if I'm talking about other brands, like, I'm, I'm not talking about Google in a noun form. Mm-hmm. It, right. It is, you know, it's the same way that, like, tweet mm-hmm. uh, has become. I'm going to tweet that now X, obviously. But, like, X but I think, I wonder if there's a difference of yeah. a brand becomes an action mm-hmm. versus it becomes synonymous with every huh. version of that thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So the second bit of news, I I was just sort of shocked to see it okay. in in the in the lexicon because it, it showed up in um, in multiple different sites as I was checking for news at the time as like a an, a notable event uh-huh. and it is something called the Falador massacre. Now this is sounds like it's about to get dark. No, it, no, actually, interestingly enough, it's in RuneScape the game. Oh, so in RuneScape the game, there is a event that became so big because of how big RuneScape was at the time that it was written about on like national news outlets, and it was it was sort of it became a, a buzzing topic within the gaming industry. I watched an hour documentary about it today because I was like, "Why is this news?" And because I literally was like, "The Fowler Massacre. This is going to be dark." And I kept reading. I was like, "In RuneScape." I, I played I that do game. Know this story now that you have told me its source, but I've it read is about this before. It is in essence a bug that allowed one player to effectively go through and murder all the other players in the game in a way that was like nobody could detect. So for about ten hours, one player wreaked havoc on the game, mm. and it it became such a big deal because that player was like just effectively nuked the server yeah and and it caused a massive massive problem and it brought it shone a light on game development in a way that hadn't been seen in sort of national news uh that it, that hadn't been done before i remember this now that you are telling me where it came from so it was uh i thought that was super interesting as a as a gamer myself i was like what i haven't seen runescape in forever and mm, interesting so mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys want to watch that documentary because you're nerds like me, it's on YouTube and it's very interesting. Anyway, that's news of the time. Molly, you're a recent gamer. You'd really love it. Mm, I, that's true. I, I got, I started getting sucked into a different, very long documentary on YouTube today. Defunct land put out an Epcot one mm-hmm. and I started it and I was like, 
I, I gotta stop because I'm gonna sit here. Watch this thing. I got so much to do, but I am like sucked in right we now. Lo- we love a defunct land. Yeah, we, we do. love we a do. defunct yeah. land. Shout out to the defunct land. All right, with that, folks, are we ready to dive into our feature presentation of Windy Woo Homecoming Warrior? I'm ready. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's get into it. Wow, Molly. Hiya. There's a lot of that. There's and a I lot wish of there was less of it. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest. So we start the film with some martial arts training at what looks to be a monastery of some sort. Mm-hmm. There is uh, what looks to be very formal training happening in traditional regalia, where there is one person who is the only guy with hair, uh, do- sort of dominating his opponents. Yeah. Um, it, in this scene, I thought, wow. I kind of wish I was watching Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm. And then I had that thought 50 more times throughout mm. this movie. Because uh, that's a good martial arts movie. Wow. <laughs> I feel like it's an unfair comparison to say I mean, Shang-Chi yes, I understand a Marvel to movie Woo. to win. But I just was like, oh. I'm going to suggest that maybe without Wendy Wu, there is no Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. <laughs> Molly? That is one walk so the other could run. That is nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Mer- it is the Ryan Merriman to Troy uh, to to Zac right. Efron. I'm pretty, sure, I'm, pretty right. sure, I'm pretty sure Stanley would have something else to say. Jack Kirby would like to have a word right now. I think you, should um, be, you should be thanking Brenda Song uh, with her to see me we would even have a job. I cannot yeah, wait to watch he, this volley so for handsome. the next hour. I'm so happy. Well, I, I just love I literally really was like when i was done i almost turned on shang chi because sure. i was like she's inspired <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to see how it grew how did this get made yeah. as it were yeah. Uh, yeah so this individual by the name of shen has a task he has been given a box with a variety of animal symbols and he needs to go and meet the reincarnation of the great warrior to prevent a calamity from occurring. Yeah. Uh, then for, for the first time of many times throughout this film, we're going to have a, a scroll unfurled before us. And this time we have an eerily accurate, though somewhat ancient representation of Brenda song. It's so good. It is silly. <laughs> it's a very funny picture. And then we meet in a beautiful transition. <laughs> We meet Brenda Song as Wendy Wu, drawing herself, although a much worse representation. Oh, it is such yeah. a good cutaway. Yeah. It's, it's, I'll give it. I'll give it credit for she this. Is not an artist. No. No. The squiggle on the eye, in particular, gave me. I was like, "Are you confused? <laughs> what is this self-portrait doing?" She has drawn herself wearing a crown for uh, becoming homecoming queen. That is her main goal. Is Wendy Wu's main goal is homecoming queen. Number one goal in That's life. Right. That's right. Uh, so much show that she is blocking out everything else in her life, including her teachers um, and, frankly, her the feelings of her friends and uh, family. Yeah. So this, I mean, we, we meet our cast and crew right now, and, and they sort of remain in orbit, but I'll be really transparent. I don't know about both of you, but when I watched them, I was like, you're not interesting enough for me to pay attention to a lot. Mm. Um, in terms of her two, her two friends, the only name who I'm really like has stuck with me is Austin, her boyfriend, yep. the very like Tori self-absorbed. Is one of the friends. I uh, like yeah. her yes, family. Tori. I don't care about her friends. Yeah. I, I agree. And I, and I think that's probably the intention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also want to point out that in this first scene, Alan, you, you said like she's focused on this and not schoolwork. It's a very quick seating of the teacher asks her about the name of a mountain range in China. She's in a world history class. They're studying yeah. China and it's quickly like seated she doesn't know shit about it. Like Correct. she, it's not even that she's unfocused. It's that like, she doesn't know or care mm-hmm. about 
Chinese history or the the region at all. Right. And that is going to be important later. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring it up. That There are a couple of main threads that run throughout. Uh, I think at times it feels a little bit muddy. But one of the things that sticks out is connection to heritage. Yeah. One of which being specifically in this in for, for this film, Chinese heritage, the yeah. Chinese American heritage. That is one of the of the threads that that maintains its way throughout this film. We have an, a quick little interaction with between Wendy and her friends and then we meet our antagonist, one of our antagonists I should say, uh Jessica, who Stupid is Stupid Jessica. Yes. What an What a just a Jerk. She's just ooh yuck, gross. Worst. Right, Je- Jessica. Jessica. Yuck. yuck. Jessica is also running for homecoming queen. She is. How and dare she's she? She's campaigning horde. Yeah, she she is. is handing out cookies. She's like just laying it on thick. Did yeah. she eventually is going to get on the local news to talk about it? Did this happen at your high school? I, both of you attended the same high school for four years, so I don't know if. If this happens... I have a particular connection to Homecoming. I don't no. know if y'all know this. I, I'm ready to learn. I escorted the Homecoming Queen. What? I uh, There was, kind of by default, if I'm honest, there was an unspoken rule that if a girl was on the Homecoming Court who was in band, there was an unspoken rule that she had to be escorted by somebody that was in the band. And huh. so our drum major got put on Homecoming Court... And uh, we were friends. And so she, uh, she asked me to escort her on homecoming. And then she won. So, Very cool. Good for her. Yeah. Good for her. She was the cheerleading captain and drum major and all the other things. She was like good at, you know. She like was one the, of those annoying, she's the, like, I'm talented. Good at, you know, was her like, name Mary Sue? It wasn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she was just uh, good at everything and, and ended up winning. And I got to be on the field. No, oh, it's so, yeah. though. We meet Jessica, and that's really what we're intended to learn at school are two things. One, uh, we have Wendy is not necessarily connected to her studies in this particular instance. It has to do with Chinese heritage and history. And Jessica, the our antagonist who is competing for the same goal as Wendy, homecoming queen. We then go home. No. Oh, to the museum. No. To the museum. No. Oh, what are we? Are we? What, You're what are we missing about? Wendy's first martial arts. Oh, skills the lipstick shuriken. As she, her brother, takes a cookie from Jessica. She's outraged, obviously, that he would support her opposition, and so she throws her lip stick with the swiftness of a trained martial artist and knocks knocks the cookie right out of his hand and everyone's no one actually seems concerned enough no literally the the number of times that wendy displays incredible martial prowess yeah and the wildly lackluster response from any bystander yeah including wendy like if i did that i would have been like holy shit you guys see that i'm fucking amazing and then if it kept happening (laughs) i'd be like what's going on yeah yeah am i a superhero especially at the soccer scene coming up but dude but the lipstick thing already is but like like, nobody nobody if i hit it i'd be like damn did you see that throw exactly (laughs) exactly and yes in the soccer scene spoiler alert she does like a crazy like fucking flip four times in the air and like yeah. kicks the ball in and it is like incredible martial arts and yeah. like they're all just like oh you scored what the what it's it, and then she calls it a bicycle kick and i'm like have you actually ever seen one yeah, of those it wasn't a bicycle that's not kick. that it, it was wasn't. like a triple <clears throat> dragon or whatever yeah, but there was the whipping dragon triple tail there was a line in this scene uh that i think i've gotten i i don't know where to read 
how far Disney wants to push with some of these teenager aimed. Because, right, we've had Kim Possible, uh-huh. which had like a lot of naked people in it and like angles to hide bodies, right? We've had some like very saucy lines in some of these uh, more recent movies. Uh, the Proud were, Family and, movie? Right. Um, there was a line in this one where they delivered the, you know, the best way to get over a guy. I, oh. I, I was like, I literally, she's about to say, get under somebody. I, I said it out loud to I, Alan. I go, get under, get under somebody else. I know. And they didn't go there, but I was like, are they gonna like I? But you know what? It wasn't out of the question. We've had some saucy ass lines we in have. these movies recently. So after uh, to your to your point, Molly. After this display of martial ability, we have Wendy go and meet her mom at the museum. Her mother is putting on a Chinese history museum where she's got a bunch of different artifacts that are coming from China uh, that she has to put on, and she's lamenting the fact that she didn't listen to her mother and understand the history and heritage. And then Wendy goes home because Wendy has decided after having a conversation about Cupcake, their dog, that in order to counter Jessica's cookie campaign, she must make cupcakes for the next day for Homecoming Queen. And this conversation with mom is important because mom is trying to do the whole, the world is bigger than than high school, which we've talked about a lot in recent movies about how when you're in high school, that is the most important thing. Yeah. Mom's trying to be like, hey, the world is bigger than this. Think of other things other than being Homecoming Queen. And the point is that she does it. She that's yeah. all she cares about. That's all she cares about is focusing on homecoming. She doesn't care that her mom's working on this exhibit. She doesn't care about anything other than the dream of being the homecoming queen. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll actually just sort of say this now is that I enjoyed Wendy's progression even if it was slow at times. There is one point in this film that where she sabotages it and I'm like that doesn't make any sense based on what we've done so far, mm-hmm. but and we'll get there, but I'm just going to put it in into the sort of like plant that flag in the ground now. We go home and we see what the family life is like. We have the nuclear family. It is mom, dad, Wendy, uh, her older brother, and then their grand, uh, Wendy's grandmother living there. Who uh, is in Shang-Chi, by the way? Mm. Oh, really? She's the grandmother in Shang-Chi. Really? That is trying to get Katie and, Shung- and Shang-Chi to be together. And, and uh, I think it's Katie's grandma. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I learned that while doing some research. It's not related to anything else, I have to tell you, but I did learn it. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, while we have this this introduction to the family at home, we have a delivery to the museum. I do like how this movie, the, one of the flowers I want to give Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior, is that we establish all of our characters within the first 15 minutes of this movie. We have a delivery to the museum. It is this not at all ominous box. And there's definitely not at all ominous music playing in the background. No. Uh, it doesn't have an at all ominous green glow. Nope. Uh, and nor does it exit, uh, uh, nor does it expel a gas that possesses other individuals, could starting be, with the security guard. Right. No, not at all. While that is occurring, we also find out our monk friend, Shin, he's made it to California. Did my man walk here? How the fuck did he get here? He ran no so fast. You he, saw him, you see him run. When we cut to him, he is walking on the side of the road, wearing the same robe he was wearing when he was in China. And I'm like, my dude. How did you get here? How? Uh, also, can we talk about the most maddeningly inconsistent powers? How fast he is? Because Shin can sometimes run at the speed of the Flash. Yeah. And then at other times, he's uh, he, he masks the power or it just goes away. He can't use it all the time, maybe. Because there are times where I'm thinking to myself, bro, 
it would be very helpful if you just did the thing that you did not five minutes ago to, to be a superhuman and I, it'll I help just, you out. I just like that they use him running as a transition between scenes. Yeah. I was like, what did I just watch? Cause it just like is him across the screen and then he's sitting on top of a car. He, yeah. He's sitting on a van. Yeah. He, he catches up to a van and then rides. I think he just gets tired, Alan. It's like he's got an, he's he's got a sprinter, recharge. not a marathon runner. You know what I mean? He's got right. a recharge yeah. like in he a video game. He sprints to the van and then, and then rides it to recharge. You know how like, like in, in certain, like in like a video game. He's a stamina meter. Why is oh. a gamer? She gets it. I'm a gamer. Alan, if you play like, games, It's you like when you get the star too. in Mario Kart and then right. you, you got to stop. It's just like that. I know. Yep. That is accurate and sounds sounds as if it is uh plausible mm-hmm. stamina meter so i'll explain it to you later yeah you know what yeah. i can't wait i'm excited yeah. uh we eventually shin makes it to wendy's house where uh, shin yes i'm sorry i just want to say something about her dad because we do meet her dad mm-hmm. as well her dad is helping her bake the cupcakes he's very kind i like the parents of this movie a lot yeah they're good and he says he's an ad executive and he's like i'm not good at baking but i can write you a catchy slogan and then he writes <laughs> the dumbest slogan I've ever heard. And I thought, this man should be fired. <laughs> this man in, in no universe should be an ad executive. How did he get this far? What is going on at the at the bureau? At, uh, the bureau. At the, at the advertising bureau? Because this that was bad, Dad. That was, it was, that was I, so bad. I think it was Wendy who? Wendy Wu yep, for Homecoming Queen. Horrible. I don't know. Listen. Horrible marketing. I think he crushed it. <laughs> he did a great job. You know, it's memorable. I still, I watched this movie not today and I still know it. So it could have been it's like Wendy Wu who? Like, it could have been better. <laughs> You know, I'm not simple, sure that is simple better. better. Wendy, <laughs> woo, it's Wendy Woo. Uh-huh. Yeah. That feels like it's just one word different. <laughs> no, his is a question, a call and response. Mine's a celebratory chant. Oh, I see. I see. My mistake. Duh. You know, I, I... <laughs> oh, also, God. shout out to Grandma because she's watching soap operas. Yeah. And you can't really hear the soap opera but you can hear grandma say like have to translate it and the dad's like why don't you watch american soap operas now that we're here and she goes i am the spanish ones and it that was like the funniest part of the whole movie <laughs> bienvenido a telemundo right she, well, that's, grandma's watching telemundo which really just they have some me. stellar dramas shin arrives at the Wu residence and opens knocks on the door opens it up wendy and shin meet for the first time and shin just goes like readers digest exposition but the really like dramatic portions of this like it is, it is a pleasure to meet you you're the reincarnated warrior wow i can't wait to help defeat the oncoming calamity with you and she's like pardon me the fuck which i was like appropriate response yeah, wendy that's the right Appro- thing to say appropriate response if this had been twitches that have been like neat so yeah. i'm super she happy. like great i knew it yeah. I, I have this drawing I, I have a question i don't know if it gets explained and i didn't hear it or i'm just supposed to assume could she not do martial arts till today uh i don't know if that's ever actually established I don't know if it's ever. Yeah, really I don't discussed. think they. I don't think they establish it. Because there's like another time something happens. I th- oh, when she's at her mom's office, like a vase is falling over, and she like really yeah, quickly kicks saves it. Yeah. yeah, and 
again, I would be like, do you see that? And she doesn't seem concerned. So I didn't know if maybe these things happened to her a lot and she just like accepted them mm-hmm. or if all of a sudden these things were happening and in which case she is not reacting enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. It, unclear. I'm, I would, I would like to say, actually, no, it's not unclear. There was a line later that I just remembered where Shin says to Wendy post soccer kick that you're now starting to display these abilities that you've never had before. Okay. Then I stand by it. She is not concerned enough. I mean, I agree with you. Shin and Wendy fight because Wendy's like, Hey, this is fucking weird, dude. Uh, who are you? I, a name would be nice. Hello. My name is. And then he, name he forces his way in the house. Correct. And she defends her home. He's so speedy. So speedy. So, yeah. She and, beats his ass with a broom. She does. He's like, ow, ow. While this is occurring, this is when our security guard friend at the museum gets possessed with an un, uh, uh, an unnamed spirit at this time. We just know green mist is bad. Mm-hmm. I do like the graphic of the green going into your eyes, and yeah. then that means you're Taking possessed now. And we learn very quickly that it uh, jumps from person to person. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure at first if that just meant more people were impacted, I, but no, it is same. one body is being overpowered at a time Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it's the security guard and then the brother comes to deliver a pizza and it goes to the brother Mm -hmm. correct peter and this is all uh, peter will then take his possessed body back home but shin and i don't know know why but shin goes to the museum as well i presumably just looking for artifacts i don't know if it's established in the film it's it was unclear to me at the time maybe i just missed it but he's sneaking through the museum and he uncovers these like, oh, shit, there's the evil orb of, of doom that also brings the calamity. So I must go and protect Wendy. Thankfully, he does because he and possessed Peter get into a, a martial arts fight. And I'm going to pause here. Do I like the martial arts fights in this film? Yes, I do. I Same. do. So do I. I, I do have one critique. They go on for about five They're minutes so too long. so fucking long. I think that that's true of most of this movie. Yes. I, I think that there is a moment in this film that is the precise moment that I went, man, I wish the 20 minutes before this was gone. Mm-hmm. And I think that in general, the the biggest problem that this movie has is just pacing across yeah, the I board. Agree. That is its biggest issue. It is so long. I was very There is bored. so much unnecessary exposition in some places. Things that have already been established don't need to see it again. Yeah. Well, and, and things that just don't make sense. Oh, so yeah. to your, you know, I not to speed through this, no, no worries. come back, but they get into a fight. The evil presence possesses the dog and runs away. Peter is okay. Uh, and then the grandma reveals to Shin that she knows. Yeah. That she knows what's going on. To which this is the first time I take the note of maybe you should just tell Wendy. Yes. And I then, made that note too. And then for the next 20 minutes, I go, grandma still hasn't said anything told wendy or like told mom or told dad and there's 20 minutes of tension or 20 minutes of things that happen that i'm like grandma would just fucking say something then all of this goes away and then the moment grandma does say something the film progresses Mm -hmm. and i'm like you know i didn't need the last 20 minutes i'm good it and in that 20 minutes all we're sitting like what we see isn't particularly helpful because the dog is the only thing who's possessed there is Another display of martial arts ability at school, the soccer moment. Yeah. And then you have Shin explaining the entire plot to Wendy. Now, we could skip 
all of these things. I mean, maybe you want to include Shin Shin explaining things just to have it reinforced by Grandma. Maybe that is like Shin going into the level of detail that he did. He's like, you are a reincarnated version of this person. Here's all the details in history. Here's like why I am also reincarnated. I like We are together. The stakes are you and I have done this over and over and over again through all of our lifetimes, which again, on the face of it, sounds insane coming from somebody else. But at least at that point, Wendy's fully informed and... Then, as you said, when grandma says something. Yeah, I think I would just pick it up and move things around. So like we right now, what we're going to get is Shin starts chasing Wendy. He's trying to get her to protect herself by putting this amulet on. She is ignoring him, thinks he's weird. Why is he dressed like that? It's not cool. She starts using this cover story that he's her cousin. Weird. Wouldn't it have made more sense if that was the cover story after he had already been accepted into the home? Yes. Like after he was with them, staying with them, that her family had accepted him and she was the reluctant. Uh We've seen this trope so many times. Like, I don't want you in my house. My grandmother welcomed you in. Instead, we get 20 minutes of this like weird tension and then the family accepts him into the home. Like you could still have all of the beats that are existing, but just rearranged and cut a lot of time. And I, I think that the pacing and this reluctance to have him be brought into the family slows this movie so down, like so much. It's tough. I was bored except for in the fight scene with Peter and Shin at one point. Oh, possessed Peter throws some fish yeah <laughs> at shin and he catches some definitely not Super fake fish, fish. <laughs> and then he does a flip over the tank and drops them back Bloop. in and then they don't definitely now actually look real it's like so crazy yeah. it was making that made me laugh and then also i was like how the fuck is she not awake oh, like yeah. this All fight scene this. goes on for six minutes too long and and she's sleeping on the couch the entire time and like no there's no way it's a cool fight scene i give disney credit for putting in this cool fight scene i also think it's very interesting that it's clearly still a decom so it like starts to get actually violent and then stops mm-hmm. like it's clear they can't do real violence obviously yeah. so it's mostly like flips off of things and not a lot of actually like hitting each other um for long periods of time, a great deal what, of dodging a lot of lot of dodging mm-hmm. and acrobatics but uh yeah and then as you mentioned max like why we got to bring the dog into this? Why we got to possess the dog? We didn't have to fit. We don't we don't not have to possess the dog. Like come on, it's cupcake. Leave, leave cupcake alone. So the next 20 minutes as we as we sort of mentioned, it's just more of the same. Mm-hmm. It is just a delay of the inevitable before we have the family begin to accept Shin. Um, I do think this is what you were talking about earlier though, Alan, because at one point he's trying to talk to her and she's in the car with her friends and he's like following her. So he gets on a skateboard or a bike He's on a scooter. I think why the fuck isn't he just running? Dude, I don't understand. <laughs> it's it, it's also ugh. there's a weird like she starts to get one over to talking to him because homecoming is getting taken away from her. Jessica reveals you're not eligible yeah. to win homecoming queen because your grades are not good enough. She's failing world history where they're studying Chinese history. How convenient. How convenient. And he says, I can teach you. 
I if, lived it. If you will study with me, I will teach you and you will pass. And now you can be homecoming queen. And so now she has her motivation. Still, I, I'm good with this happening after he's in the family. Like the, the order of events of this movie just don't make sense. I'm good with the pieces. I would cut stuff out of it, but I'm good with the pieces. They are just arranged in the strangest order to me. It's maddening. And here, here's what it made me feel. And I, I had this revelation after watching and sort of thinking about the, the movie a little bit more. The way that they are arranged makes it seem like Wendy continues to make incremental progress and then she, she does two steps, uh, you know, two steps forward, three steps back yeah. consistently. And it feel, it made me feel in the moment almost as frustrated as don't look under the bed where our main character sees evidence of all of the world around her proving for a fact that what is like that, what her ancillary characters are saying are true or true. And she's like, I still don't believe it. Mm-hmm. it. It had the same vibe. And I was like, God, just if you just cut some of this, that goes away. That tension disappears. But as it stands now, I'm frustrated with Wendy because she's, she does this weird sort of like high low thing. And I'm, I'm, I, it is, ugh. it is as if they took, section two clipped it and then moved three four and five down and put it at six like it just really feels like the movie happens out of order yeah because then after after we have this like welcoming into the family you have wendy immediately be like with her friends be like it doesn't really matter what he looks like it doesn't really matter how he should like you see this immediate jump and and it's like Okay, but if the dinner happened here and then that was earned because he helped her succeed in class and now you have this growth, like, it just, none of it ma- makes sense. Like, it, it, the it, bones, the bones are there. It's the weirdest experience because it's the decom where I'm looking at it and going, all of these things, if arranged differently, make a very cohesive story. But because of the order in which they happen, it is all over the place. And this is something that also frustrated me. And I don't know how either of you felt about this. What also frustrated me at this point is this is set the, the consequences of the larger plot of like, Wendy needs to discover her reincarnated self. She needs to connect with her heritage is set against your friends are narcissistic and it's more than just high school. And I was like, Oh, this is discordant. And it feels weird because it like you have such gravity and consequences over here that are very like, they're, they're macro. And then you have Austin, who's just a narcissistic dimwit over here. And that's very micro. And they're being treated as the same. Mm-hmm. And my brain has a lot of trouble reconciling that. Mm-hmm. We get a training montage where Shin teaches Wendy. And this is all before the dinner, by the way. We get a training montage where Shin teaches Wendy how to meditate, do some martial arts, um, in exchange, Wendy has to wear a medallion that protects her, which is, you know, yay, Shin checked that off his checklist. Good for you, Shin. And the moral is Shin didn't actually have to teach Wendy anything other than to meditate so that Wendy could connect with her past lives and just know the history mm-hmm. and past world history. You guys think she's annoying? Brenda Song? Yeah. Well, not Brenda Song. Wendy. I think how I think the writing failed her miserably. I, I could not decide if I thought she was annoying or not. I didn't find her annoying. I wasn't like I wasn't like immediately like I liked her, mm. like how I felt with like in Cowbells. I immediately liked Taylor. 
I didn't like Courtney. Right. And I know that is yeah, how sure. I feel about yep. them. I cannot tell. I feel like so neutral about like i i don't really care about her character at all like nothing she did made me think yes i'm really rooting for you i was more rooting for shin honestly to Mm. get what he wanted but also she didn't like offend me like i just i don't think she's a good main character because i don't care about her Mm. which is probably a product of the writing yeah yeah it i hear you and yeah it's it's i just don't feel any sort of strong emotional attachment or way towards her character Mm -hmm. in this when I feel like I should, that's the problem too. I feel like I should really care. You got to save the world uh, there, Wendy, you got to get on there. But I think, I think one of the things I struggle with in this movie, uh, aside from it being feeling out of order is that when the antagonist is introduced, I think one one part I'll echo you, Alan, where it's like, well, what happens if I don't do this? Well, the world ends, basically. Like it's it's almost too much. Yeah. It's like famine, earthquakes, pestilence, the world's over. It 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 then becomes really difficult for me to be like, Yeah, your grandma would just fucking let that like watch that happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> or like you would just be like, Yeah, but homecoming. Like it like the gravitas is too much, right? But then that is contrasted by, I don't find the villain to be scary. Like when the villain takes over um, a body, it's almost Frankenstein, like where it just moves really slowly and mm-hmm. groans. And yeah, it's, it's like a zombie. From Minecraft. Yeah. And it, it is, it's not intimidating. Mm-hmm. And it's not interesting. And so I don't find myself worried about the villain. I know that there's theoretically this bad end, but in practice I see it happen and I'm like, okay, well that's not a threat. So it's, it's tough to take it seriously. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. Wendy finally starts to take this entire thing a little bit more seriously though. When we have the family gathering for dinner. Now I am not a chef and I don't pretend to be an expert in foods from around the world. Ah. Uh-huh. But I know what Panda Express looks like. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like that dinner they are having came from the Panda. Wow. And also, I would like Crab Rangoon right now. Okay. But I was looking at their food and I was like, I don't know that that's really Chinese food. Mm. I believe that to be America Chinese food. Mm. It, It was quite the interesting spread, I will say. It... I mean, maybe that's how bored I was watching this movie, that I was more concerned about if they had Crab Rangoon on the plate or not. <laughs> or your personal preferences and love of Crab Rangoon. I do love the Crab Rangoon. Immediately, you have Shin connecting with individual members of the family. He's going to connect with mom because he's going to teach mom about all the things in the exhibit that she used to not be interested I'm in because so, Shin lived it. I'm so glad mom has the uh, exposition exhibit at at the museum because... So many things at at the exhibit are just exposition for this plot. Mm. Oh, 100%. She's like, look at these terracotta soldiers. Here's some interesting facts about them. And it's like, wonder if that'll come in handy later. <laughs> this surely will not make <laughs> a reappearance. Like, what a coincidence. She's got exposition, the exhibit, going yeah. into her museum this week. Peter and Shin are going to connect over martial arts. Grandma and Shin are going to connect over the fact that, am I to understand 
this just now dawned on me. Okay. So the cycle of reincarnation, right? Mm-hmm. So presumably Shin knew grandma's mom because grandma's mom was also a Ying warrior and their prophecy is always foretold. Yeah. Grandma's grandmom? Grandma's grandma, right? Grandmom's grandmom. Knew grandmom's grandmom and was also a, a pairing. Mm-hmm. Am I... T- uh, no, uh, okay, I was like, was there a romantic involvement then? Like, how does this family tree look? There wasn't because his, Shin, spoiler alert, everybody was yeah. prophesied to die. Shin is just like meeting somebody that he might have, might have known in life. Like, it's just as a child. Well, probably not. I mean, if it's happening... I mean, I guess it depends on when the year hits, but like... Brenda Song is 16 in this movie, right? But so if her grandmother was 16 when it happened, it's probably somewhere around there, but it was 90 years ago, so she's probably young. Mm. Um, then, yeah, probably grandma doesn't exist, but theoretically it's possible, I suppose. Yeah. I, I also thought the 90-year cycle was short, but maybe that's just me just trying to do some some quick math. In any case... Shin is going to connect with every member of the family down to even later connecting with the dad, uh, Kenny over wanting to re uh, by presenting him with like mooncakes, which is a traditional Chinese dish. And those are not from Panda Express. No, no, that's from, that's from Shin Express. Shin made those quickly. Yeah. Uh, he's had many thousand years of practice and that is the impetus for Kenny sort of saying out loud his own desire to connect with his heritage. This is, this is what I didn't. Okay. I didn't get this whole dad like refuses to eat the cake. He's like, fuck this cake. And I was like, was he not like cake? What's going on? And as it turns out, he's mad that he didn't, he's not invested in his heritage and the mooncake like made him feel bad because he remembers his family making them and he like regrets not embracing it. That first of all feels dramatic, but I just felt like the plot, the writing is not good in this movie because the, the plots, the main two plots are connecting with your heritage and being proud of your heritage. And also don't be a shallow, vapid person and care about something besides yourself Mm -hmm. but i feel like they're not delivering they're they're telling not showing like we're back to old school decom where it takes dad verbally saying those words and then later it takes austin verbally like her and austin's conversation for them to get that point across Mm -hmm. and i feel like they could have done it in much better way yeah i think again i think that this for it to be this late in the movie, because dad makes this line about like, I don't think Wendy's going to get anything out of this. But Wendy had already gotten something out of this. She passed the fucking test. Right. Of it. So it's it's in the wrong order. It just doesn't make any goddamn sense the way it's it's laid out. Right. And I I actually really like this idea. I like the idea of like of a family that is uh, an immigrant family that maybe has lost connection to their heritage and to who they are and that grandmother feels really connected and knows these stories and now mom and dad have both jointly sort of stepped away from that mom you're seeing this through the way she doesn't know the stories and uh, mythology behind her museum exhibits and dad feeling this guilt in the moment of like oh, I'm hearing all this stuff and like I'm kind of recognizing that I haven't invested. I think there's some really good roots there. And I think the the thing that I am feeling positively about this movie is that 
the stuff that's in it, I don't think we've gotten a lot of this in DCOMs. And so it feels fresh and new to me. Both the like action scenes feel really interesting and different from a DCOM. I think these story beats feel really different and unique. I think this like cultural exploration feels really different and unique. But I think that ultimately what we sort of the nail we've hammered a lot is like the writing and the order of the story is not serving it very well. And so I feel positively back because I'm like, ooh, this is interesting and new and like a story I want to see explored. And then also I can't help but sort of recognize the failings that the film has structurally because and just to like sort of yes and is because it subverts that right the the failing of the story beats subverts their intended message which if done well is great it's funny max because i literally have a note right here that says this movie should be so interesting but it's so boring Mm. because i felt the same way but instead of Unlike you going, I still like the movie. I hate this movie because I'm mad at it Mm. because of everything you just said. Yeah, super fair. Shin gets a makeover. We do love a shopping montage. We get a shopping montage where he goes from having his more traditional robe regalia to getting a fresh, very preppy look. He comes back to high school where he's now still, he's still masquerading as... Wendy's cousin, which is weird because they look to be more romantically involved than ever. And this is when we have, as you mentioned, Molly, the confrontation between the first of of a couple confrontations between Austin and Wendy, where Austin is sort of representing the status quo and saying, don't you still want all these things to be the homecoming queen, to be the most popular, to be the most pretty, to like wear name brand clothes, yada, yada, yada. And Wendy's saying, no, I don't need that. Like I've, I've sort of made progress and that's not something that's of interest to me any longer. Oh, I'm just sort of digesting the fact that we have to jump back here again. She's like Courtney and cowbells. I've learned stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I've learned stuff and things. I really like this. Uh, Again, I'm going to like give a a good and a bad here. I really like this message of like, I, I don't think that high school needs to be this serious, but I like the message of why are you with this person if you don't actually like them? They use love. Again, I don't think it needs to be that serious in high school, but Mm. why are you with this person if it's just for show or just for clout or just for whatever? I think it's a good message for teenagers to hear. Um, I wish that in this instance, I don't really care about how it's delivered. What I wish is that that wasn't in service of a like romantic question mark moment with Shin. Like I wish that they just recognized that. And then they were just friends. Yeah. And she just accepted him and had a really good friend rather than they never actually get to a place of like a kiss. But, but boy, is there the tension. Yeah. And then everyone's going to think she's banging her cousin, which is weird. It's weird. And like, and, and you start to see that like, she wants to dance with him and they're like, isn't that your cousin? Like, yeah, I, why can't they just be friends? Well, I we, know why. We know why, we Max. We know why. Because men and women are not allowed to be friends with right. each other. That's right. Men and women can't be friends with each other. I also, like, I don't need the plot of, like, Austin is a himbo and she... I don't need that part of this plot. I understand the plot of, like, the world is bigger than high school. I don't need her to make her friends feel bad. Like, I don't know. I, I felt like it was too... 
Again, the writing is bad. So I didn't get the impression at the beginning that there was anything wrong with Austin or her friends or her yeah. wanting to be homecoming queen. I just thought it's not like cowbells where they're like clearly supposed to be like super spoiled brats right, right, and stuff. Right, right, yeah. I didn't get that vibe from them at all. And now all of a sudden she's like, Austin, all you care about is what you look like. And it's like, uh, what? Yeah, I like, think you could cut all this. I agree. I, I don't need this plot. I think the connecting with your heritage plot is enough yeah more interesting it, yeah because we've had the other plot we literally just had the other plot in cowbells well and it doesn't service it like i i actually think i would go as far as saying like shouldn't he a boyfriend like i i i think that you don't need a boyfriend to be homecoming queen and i don't i think you could write this movie without her just having a boyfriend it's mm-hmm. not it's just not a necessary piece What's even more just wild is that all of this learning is taking place with the backdrop of a party. So they have this teen party going on. And the the goal of this is not only to have Wendy explore these emotions of like her reconciling that her world is growing, but also because boy does our vision, Yalo, need a new person to possess. Mm -hmm. And that person is Tori. Until Tori gets pushed into a pool after trying to sort of deck or, or ambush Wendy. Tori's her bestie. Tori's, yeah. her, Tori's it, Wendy's bestie. It's really nice, though, for zombie Tori to let her get out all her feelings. It is. It's like when Thanos lets the whole everybody come out of yeah. the uh, the portals at yeah. the end. Uh, because, yeah, Tori, zombie Tori comes up to Wendy and Wendy's not looking at her and she's like venting all her feelings about everything. And and zombie and Tori goes, zombie Tori Rrr. lets her do that. <laughs> she she Minecraft zombies. He, he let Rrr. you know zombie Tori lets her get her exposition out right there, which is really nice. That's yeah. super nice. I'm not crying. I'm just feeling a lot of emotions. <laughs> let me tell you about all the emotions I'm feeling instead of doing any acting in this movie. Like the acting in this movie is horrific. Like I'm not crying. I, it just looks that way. <laughs> I haven't felt this passionately about how bad the acting is in a long time in a decom. But at one point, I I was just like. This is horrible acting, like well, truly astonishing. It gets a lot more overt as we approach the end of the film when we're having to when we're having to tackle these grand issues. Yeah, it it is. It's almost like they're trying to compensate for the fact that like, oh, shit, we've wrote a world ending plot into a decom. Yeah. And this is how we have to reconcile that because Tori. After allowing, you know, d- does some zombie, you know, armchair therapy, lets Wendy get out all her emotions, falls into a pool. Jessica comes up, tries to like snap a photo of Tori in the pool. And then ultimately, of course, it had to be Jessica. Jessica is the final possession of yeah. the film. Obviously. What? No. no. Who would have thunk it? But while Jessica is possessed, Wendy has to learn how to fight from animals. No, we don't. But. But no, it can't be monks. It can't be the monks because when he's like, I don't want to beat up some old dudes. You know, Wendy, I'm impressive that you think you could. I'm going to beat up my teachers. What she, what she says is so crazy. She's like, think of how it would look in the park if I'm beating up old dudes. Because all the little figures he had in the box yeah. turn into monks. And then he's like, okay. I'll get your teachers. And I'm like, how the fuck do you think it looks if someone walks by the park and you're beating the shit out of your history teacher? That's crazier to me somehow. And also, we already did a fucking training montage. This is 15 minutes of each of her different teachers like teaching her a warrior skill and it is so fucking 
boring. It's not even a montage. It's 15 minutes. I hate this movie. Like, I, this scene, I was like, end this movie right. Like, I, I, I hate this movie. This, uh. Hot take, I loved it. <laughs> I liked it. I, I liked the modernization. I liked the teachers being in it. And I liked these scenes. I, w- I wish it had been faster. That's my take. I, I, I didn't need, I'll say this. I didn't need Shin, like, weirdly approaching every teacher. That was unnecessary. Yeah, I didn't need that. I could have just had them all show up. But I liked the use of the teachers we had already met. I liked the different skills that she learned. I liked that they were each associated with an animal. I didn't need the earlier training scene well, to the a, okay. to the to the decom original song. I can only guess she sang. I, I actually didn't look it up. I didn't look it up. I said, "Well, oh, Brendan Song probably sang this," and, and then I didn't look, so I could be wrong. But I didn't need the earlier training montage. I'm okay with there only being one, but I like this one. Okay, if they. I do agree this is a more interesting approach, but this movie's already moving so fucking slowly that I don't need 15... I agree. Either make this the earlier training montage or only have this one and make it 30 seconds long. Like, I didn't need... Three minutes of I liked each how long teacher. it was. I would keep it exactly <laughs> no, except, no, it's except so that I, I would cut Shin approaching every teacher, but I would keep everything it just, else. It feels like we're going backwards again. <laughs> if nothing, because I want the stunt doubles that are used for the oh teachers. Wendy's thighs could crush watermelons. Of course they could. And you know what? I'm into it. <laughs> I, no, uh, no. The wig, though, bad. <laughs> the okay. wig used very just, bad. It feels, again, out of place. This should have been earlier. She should. Why is she still tr- like I? It just. I think the timing is fine for this. I all <laughs> my listen, listen. Here's what I'm gonna say. Here's what I'm gonna say. I. I would have taken 25 minutes out of this movie that happened between Shen showing up at the front door and the dinner scene with the whole family. I would cut a bunch of that and rearrange it after the dinner scene. I think it's fine. Like I think the like. From the dinner scene on, if I remove 20 minutes of the movie before that, the film is paced fine. I, because I, I hope think, you're removing the training montage when, when you're doing your cutting. That is in the 20 minutes, yeah. right? Like, I would remove so much of everything that happens before the dinner scene. And I think after the dinner scene, I went, finally, this family is talking. Finally, he is in it. Finally, grandma has revealed that she knows. And now the movie feels fine to me. But up until that point, I was like, God, like it is taking forever. Why isn't she saying anything? Why aren't we? But after that, I'm okay with it. I do. I I think I don't need to see how the teachers each get there, but I like it. We have a training montage. We get to see some awesome. It's not even a montage. It's 15 minutes. A montage is a minute. We have a training Keep sequence. It. I want it all. <laughs> we have a training sequence where we get to see some incredible stunt double work. But it turns out that there was always going to have to be a choice. Wendy gets a call. She has been voted homecoming well, queen. Well, who could have predicted this? Now, this is fucking stupid. This is crazy. I'm going to say this. Why are they revealing that she won? No, yeah, you reveal it at homecoming. 100%. Everyone knows this. It doesn't make any sense that she... It takes the stakes out entirely because... Here's to your point, Alan, she's going to have to make a choice, right? Do I go save the world or do I go win home? You already won. Yeah. Not showing up doesn't mean you didn't win the fucking vote. You won. Exactly. You're still the homecoming queen. Who gives a shit? Like, it just takes all of the wind out of it. Don't tell her. Why are we doing this? And it's made so much worse by the fact that Shin tries to keep it a secret that the battle is scheduled to happen the same night as homecoming. 
And Wendy has it's to. Interesting that they schedule the battle. Isn't yeah, it? he just it's feels the. Autumn the moon is what it, yeah. is what he says. It just happens to be happening. Mm-hmm. Now, Wendy says, "I'm not going to do the battle. I have to go win the award that she's already won," and says shit like, "The world's already evil. What's it? What happens if it becomes yeah, even if a little that bit more evil?" That is take though. That is some <laughs> post 2001 shit right yeah, there. True. Like that girl, she. I, I get it. I understand. World's already on fire. Yeah. Let's. And. <laughs> but that also, uh, to your point, Alan, I thought she made progress. Like. Uh, she's already, she's, she's made the per- steps. Her like that's, that's a regression. regression moment. Yeah. And she gets ready to go to uh, go to homecoming. She's in her dress. Her grandma confronts her, which you would think would be enough to convince her to go and save the fucking world. But guess what? It's not her grandma. It's the possessed teachers who are possessed with the monk spirits of animals who are like, hey, Shin's getting his, he's getting his ass kicked by Yalo. And that's when she's like, I have to go save Shin. Mm-hmm. That's nice, at least. But she should have wanted to save the fucking world. Why is grandma at the fight scene? Because we get to the fight scene. They're, they're teaming drove, up. She drove them. Alan, I can tell you why grandma's at the fight scene. Tell me why. Because Sai Chin is not... but a Sai Chin is not shy of a fight scene. She's played many a character. Is this how we do mm-hmm. this this time? This okay. is how this we, we do You thought it. I was going to go through Emma, but grandma, you are crazy because she's this clearly the best how character we in this do movie. It. All right, let's so, go. Sai Chen, who plays Grandma, and as I pointed out earlier, Waipo in Simu Liu. Uh, not Simu Liu, in Shang-Chi. <laughs> See, I think that movie's called Simu Liu. <laughs> Shang-Chi, also known as Simu Liu. Uh, anyway, she played Lian Mei in an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which mm, is a Marvel oh. show starring Ming-Na Wen as Melinda May, but we all know Ming-Na Wen as the voice of Mulan, an yeah, actually do. good Chinese martial arts film with a lead female character uh in Mulan- can i just say I'm, I, I don't know why this popped up i just saw a post from ming na wen about celebrating her 60th birthday yeah, what and, i know oh, let me just say what the fuck yeah i had that revelation She's stunning what the fuck i had that revelation because uh she was one of the people i featured in the uh snacks and facts yeah, asian yeah. and pacific islander heritage much and i i looked up how old she was and i was like the fuck's going on here? Yeah, sixty. I actually 60, saw yeah. recently that uh, I, I saw it. Someone said their Korean grandmother did it, but then in the comments, people were like, "Oh, my Chinese grandmother did it too." There's something about uh, rice water on your face; it mm. helps keep it glowy and keep you look younger. Six zero. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna put rice water on my face. It, I, I'm looking beautiful. it up right now. Continue with Armageddon. She, I have she's, research. To she's do. beautiful. Anyway, she's Mulan. She's the voice of Mulan in the cartoon version of Mulan, which obviously Mulan crawled so Wendy Wu could run so Shang-Chi could fly or whatever because Mulan came out first. In Mulan, one of the best scenes is the matchmaker. Uh, I'm sure we all enjoy speaking without permission. Mm-hmm. Who spit in her bean curd? And uh, the matchmaker, I just found this out. This is this blew my mind. Okay. Is voiced by Miriam Margoyles. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Professor Sprout from Harry Potter. <laughs> Did you know that? That's a crazy piece of information. Uh, she uh, She's, of course, in every Harry Potter, but she's got a strong role in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets because she has got to grow those mandrakes. Uh, and, you know, what is a movie without a digital composer mm-hmm. like Stella Bogg, who yeah. was on Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets? She also did some visual effects 
for 1998's hit film, Armageddon. There you go. Nice. Which, as we know, stars Bruce Willis as Harry Stamper. He also played an uncredited, but somehow on the poster his name was on it. It's weird. In IMDb it says uncredited, but then his name's on the poster as Mr. Church for The Expendables, mm. which is a big like blockbuster action yeah. film with a lot of lot of heavy hitters in there, including uh, playing Lee Christmas, Jason Statham, yeah. who we know better of course. Deckard Shaw. Deckard, Deckard Shaw. Shaw. And, and, you know, he's been in many of a Fast movie, but most recently Fast X, where he uh, does interact with his mom, Queenie, yeah. played by Helen Mirren, who I also most recently love as the narrator of Barbie. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Barbie, you got a lot of characters, but one of our many just Kens is Simu Liu, who plays Shang-Chi and Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah. Again, a good martial arts film. Uh, one of, uh, uh, I'd say one of our favorite characters around here, Connected to a beautiful part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You've got Benedict Wong playing Wong. Uh, Wong. Yeah, yeah, from Alan's favorite MCU film, okay. Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Strange. In Doctor Strange, you had the ancient one, Tilda Swinton, uh, who also is known for playing the White Witch in The Chronicles of Narnia, The yep. Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, True. where you had Richard Schiller working as a special effects tech, and he also worked on this film, in special effects and i just want to congratulate richard on going from this movie yeah. to the lion the witch in the wardrobe <laughs> yeah he made some progress that later uh-huh. we'll step back i think so we'll step back <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure right lion witch and wardrobe i think that's after 2006 yeah i, mean, I have no idea i'm just thinking about like the lion in that movie yeah, and then i'm thinking about the Green yeah, it fog. Feels like he Wait, done the Chronicles better. of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe was came out in two thousand and five. All right, so oh, so he did progress. He progressed he according did. to Max. Step back got, according to me. He he got a lot better then. Yeah. <laughs> but I I did hey, decide. Gig's a gig. I'm I'm not. You yeah, know, good did, for him for getting work. I also think Doctor Strange has better fight scenes this than this movie, and I don't even like Doctor Strange. Mm, I don't know if I agree with that. Oh yeah. <laughs> You've been Armageddon, the part of the show where Molly, by no one's urging, has found yet another way this decom can be tied to the smash hit Armageddon. Don't tell her to stop because she won't. So we enter the final battle. And it, again, like every fight scene, this one goes on for way too long. It's cool, but it goes on for way too long. Wendy learns how to throw fireballs. Wait, she can, sure does. I, I have man with. Uh, important to note that Wendy switches from heels to flats. In every cut. Yeah. Her stunt double's not wearing heels, but she is. <laughs> and I, I noticed it every time. Noticed. That's amazing. Oh. So we have this conflict between possessed Jessica and Wendy that ends with possessed, uh, w- with Wendy throwing fireballs, a Kamehameha way, uh, at and, Jessica. And yeah. Jessica's leading the terracotta army. Correct. Which again, who could have right. seen that coming? Right. They're, they're possessed now. As the spirit explodes from Jessica's body, we think all is well. Wendy even gifts Jessica the homecoming crown. That's not how it works. Jessica, if Wendy just doesn't show up and Jessica does, she doesn't win. Wendy still won the vote. She could bequeath the crown. She could what? Bequeath. Bequeath? Bequeath. <laughs> I don't think okay. Okay. But say it one more time for me. I don't want to. <laughs> Bequeath. <laughs> <laughs> Holy 
Are you telling me it's Shit. a TH on the end? Yes, it's TH on the end. That's interesting. <laughs> You are now right, right. You're experiencing it too, man. Yes, it's a TH. I can't believe you fucking think it's bequeath. It is bequeath. TH. Tomato, tomato. No, it is not. It is not. You knew what I meant. You know, context clues are a hell of a thing. Woo, boy. Oh, anyway. Well, we learned a new word today. It's just how it works. I, I just, okay, I'm going to rewrite it. I'm just going to rewrite the movie, okay? Your script is better? I'm just going to rewrite it. I Once again, I think she should just lose the crown. Like, Yes. I, I think that this movie is just better because she says to Jessica, like, I've learned that some things are more important, right? And then she sends Jessica off. But Jessica can't win because we already know that Wendy won because we got that spoiled for us before this fight happened. I wish we didn't know that Wendy won, that it was still up in the air, that they finished this fight scene, that Wendy is late to the game because she chose to do this. And she finds out Jessica runs up to her and is like, I won the meh, 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 meh. And it's like, hey, good for you. And... I'm, I'm happy for you. That's awesome. And we just see that she has accepted it because other things are more important to like, her. Like fucking your fake cousin. Right. And saving the world. <laughs> and, and stopping the apocalypse. And that Jessica just wins. Yeah. Let Jessica win. Let her be okay with it. She's accepted that. That's wonderful. I'm happy for you. And what better revenge on Jessica than to than not, to give not a shit. react when she I doesn't know. win? Yeah. I know. I. I was so, I, I just hate that they told us that she had already won because now when we send her, I know how it works. I know that she, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're there. She yep. won the fucking vote. She can mean <sighs> girls it and rip the crown up. Throw it I out. guess. Good. Well, Jessica runs off to accept a award that has been bequeathed to her. And Shin says, weird, I'm not dead. That's <laughs> yeah. a line he I, says. I didn't need this either. I don't need Shin to to die because he is going to be in the battle well, it's destiny everybody so we have a final fa- the final fantasy music plays we go to the sephiroth boss battle it yeah. is the phase final two. stage phase two and the yalo reassembles as all of the terracotta men into one large terracotta man and the fight ensues shin attempts to sacrifice himself and Wendy learns a new power where she shoots a Kamehameha away from her pores I know. and destroys Yalo before performing healing magic on Shin, bringing him back to life. She's Rapunzel now, apparently. I don't need her to have magic powers, by the way. I like it better when she is just good at martial arts. Mm. Yep. And um, through a magic kick of destiny, the two of them kick Yalo into a million pieces. Yep. And they have, by changing destiny, they have stopped the cycle of reincarnation. The Avatar cycle is over. Yep. And now Shin, this is his last life. He can live it to his fullest. Is this that fucking character I didn't give a shit about in that bad Marvel movie? What? You know know what I'm talking about? No. The one where they live forever and it was so bad. The Eternals. Oh. Remember in the Eternals where you're supposed to feel bad for that one little annoying character because mm-hmm. they like are stuck as a perpetual mm-hmm. like teenager and mm-hmm. they and their life sucks because mm-hmm. they live forever. Mm-hmm. 
and you're supposed to feel bad, but they suck. So mm-hmm. you don't. This is like that. Except mm-hmm. for I like shit. I wish that instead of it being like, hey, he's going to die, which is felt really like mm-hmm. aggressive. But then Wendy was like giggling about like, I don't know. It just felt the gravitas much mm-hmm. like the world's going. I wish it had just been like, oh, yeah, I've lived forever and I wish I knew what it was like to be a regular teenager. And then that's what they give him at the end. I don't need him to almost be dead. Mm. Yeah, I mean that the it's a weird it's a weird story to assign this character of like I reincarnate because I die in this battle every time. Like just have him live forever and him be like the ancestors or the the other monks be like you can just be a teenager now. Yeah. Congrats and like be a regular person. You can be Steve Rogers at the end of Endgame where he gets to go live a normal life. Yeah. Like I don't need him to almost be dead. Yeah. But with that, this movie comes to a close as Wendy and Shin run off to get a cappuccino and everybody's going to think uh, Wendy's boinking her cousin now. Yeah. And that is the end of Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior. Wow. Wow, 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 ride. wow, wow. What a ride. I got it. You know, Max, you uh, had some strong positive feelings about yeah. this. I want to hear yours. Six. Six. Great. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, uh, Molly, we'll listen, get you just a minute. Listen, shocking. Molly, you have a crazy rating to cowbells, <laughs> so this is just tip yeah. for tat. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so you like the plot other than the... Listen, I, like- I think I like... I like the martial art. I, I think that part of why this movie is getting the rating it is, is because I'm contrasting it with the other decoms that we have seen, right? And when I look at sort of what I think a lot of decoms feel the same and feature the same, this movie does feel different to me. I like the martial arts a lot. I enjoy that training scene at the end. I like the modernization of using the teachers. I like the story beats and the themes that are being explored here. I like the cultural representation we're getting from this movie. And I understand the viewpoint of, well, I wish it was better. And so it disappoints me more. I get it. But the fact is that I enjoyed it. And I, uh, for all of its bad, which I think there's a lot. I think that it's written poorly. I think it's out of order. I see the bones that are there. And for whatever reason, where in a lot of decoms that would disappoint me in this one, I at least appreciate it for what it has. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm here for all those. I, I end up giving it a maybe higher rating than I expect. Hmm. Molly three. Boy, we are almost. Mm-hmm. This is this is. I'm revisiting last week yeah. right now. Yeah. I I hated this movie so much, and it's the three points are for the cultural representation, um, and I like that they tried to bring in, like you said, like an an immigrant family into a deke. I love all that. I like the martial arts, specifically the fish scene. I thought I either found the characters annoying or didn't give a shit. About it. I didn't like any character really except for kind of Shin maybe grandma a little bit um but i was pretty like neutral towards most characters i thought the writing was atrocious i thought the acting was horrible it was too long is i i really could not wait for this movie to be over and i'm like i said mulan is my one of my favorite disney movies of all time shang chi is one of my favorite marvel movies like i love the hero plucked from obscurity and put it like i love the normal person guess what now you're a hero i like martial arts fighting styles i like a lot of what this movie could be and it failed me miserably for me i gave it a 4.7 and i would have rated it as an above average decom if the if the story had not been so terribly out of order 
I th- the, it, and I'm mostly just upset with the fact that there are, as you said earlier, Max, there are great bones here, and I am saddened by the fact that it was mishandled a little bit in the structure of the how the story was told because i think with a couple of edits this could have been a really 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 highly rated decom that was very much like in the upper echelon and it makes me sad that that's just not the case because it could have been very very cool and in fact looking at reviews it has a lot of like highly rated reviews uh, around the time but it seems to be a very polarizing decom Kind of like what we're seeing here in this in this setting. So I do I do have a review for both of you. When I was looking at reviews for this happens every so once in a while. I was looking at reviews and I was like, wow, some of these are like the the good ones are all like this is a great movie. It's really fun. Here's let's just retell the plot. And then there are sometimes where I come across ones that are just so confusing. So this is that review for you all. Be advised, buckle up. What the. Disney Channel keeps getting worse and worse and worse by the minute. I promise you there will be no edits. I am reading this to you all verbatim. I'm here again in your local shopping mall, of course, because that's where the high school kids hang out, to demonstrate how awful Bindi Poo prom courier really is. What? To prove how bad this joke of a decom is, we're going to take these four sumo wrestlers and stuff them into a photo booth. How cozy. What? What? Hi. (laughs) How awful is it? It's so bad. Disney Channel flushes away its money yet again with those exciting yet determining 10 second promos, keeping the viewers wondering, when is this going to be on? And then suddenly when it does come on, for one, this not only got a higher TV rating than usual, but this was only seen once. Oh no. One time, everyone. Plus, this movie is a about high school and stuff and believe i will not go any further with what else is in there say chit smile snap avoid this one at all costs zero out of ten i don't know what you just said i i'm sorry they just role played that they were in a mall Uh in in a photo photo booth and tried to fit in some kind of thing in the time that it would take for a photo i don't know what the fuck i experienced let me tell you i'm so confused yeah i didn't i don't even know what to say to that same it i read it and i just wanted somebody else to feel my confusion yeah i understand i mean we don't to be clear i don't know what that is i don't know no no no, i understand your need (laughs) oh yeah Yeah. yeah. (laughs) specifically when they when they wrote out startlingly accurate noises yeah, I did like the sound effects. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Is that supposed to be the camera or the no, that, martial arts? The mar- that's the martial I think arts. That's the martial arts. Oh. Now, this is when they say, say chit, as if they're supposed to say, say cheese. Yeah. Then they say, smile, snap of the camera. Yeah. From then the of, photo booth. Yeah, that's, from the photo booth. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Bindi, Pro- Bindi Poo Prom Courier. Funny is their alternative very title. Prom very, courier. very witty. Yeah, this one. Funny. Yeesh. So that is that review. I, I genuinely believe we've had a lot of like very funny reviews, a lot of unhinged reviews. Uh-huh. That takes the cake for the thing that confused me. The most me confusing review. Very the most. confusing review. Okay, what do we got coming up next? Read it and weep. That's what we have coming up next. Who's in that? Uh, wait a minute. This is a return of the Decom Community Theater, I believe. I think I've seen this possibly. Uh, this is another one that's based on a book. Ooh. Interesting. It has Kay Panabaker. She's been in another one of these, right? 
Maybe. She was in Phil of the Future. Okay, so she's in, she's she's in the Disney Channel. Yeah, she's in the Zeitgeist. Nice, mm, Okay, well, I've never seen Read It and Weep, so I'm interested to see what we get there. Huh? Interesting. Have you guys seen that one? No, I can't remember right now. It sounds really familiar, but I I won't know till I turn it on. Huh. Well, interesting. Well, folks, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Please be sure to rate and read the podcast wherever it is you get your podcast. It really does help us out. Follow us on all of our socials. And if you want to join us in the conversation about this episode or any other episode of Zetus Bleedus, please join us on Discord. We'd really be happy to see you there. But until next time, friends, this was Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior, and we can't wait to see you next week. Bye-bye. She started in Life is Rough. Oh, my goodness. As the, she, she's Emily in Life she's is Emily. Rough. So she's in a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. like beyond mm-hmm. the e world. Mm-hmm.